Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the No Boundaries Podcast. I, I know we've given you an episode once already this week, but th- there's no dot, there's no well this time, but I do have a very special guest with me today. I know some people some people call her a uh, boss, some people call her friend, they call her sister. I call her my inspiration, I call her my motivation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have my mom with me today. Mom? Hello, everyone. And then, and today, I'm, I just want to have a conversation with my mom about motherhood. First question, do you remember when you found out you were going to be a mom? And how did that feel? I was going to school at Sam Houston State, and my legs and hands were swelling. And I went down to what we call the Quack Shack. At that time, we called it the Quack Shack. It I was don't... still the Quack Shack when I was there, too. Okay, well, <laughs> went down to the Quack Shack, told them I was swelling up. Uh, then they say, pee in this cup. I'm like, okay. Then they say, ma'am, you're pregnant. I almost passed out. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my, my mother's going to kill me. So I called my siblings. One sibling said, which was my sister Mary, oh, Maureen going to kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, she was no help. So I called my baby brother, Marlon. I said, Marlon, what if I'm going to have a baby? I don't want you to, but if you are, ain't nothing I can do about it. And I'm like, yeah, he was no help. So I just bit the bullet and called my mom. And mothers are the best. My mother is the best. She said, well, don't hold your head down. You won't be the first. You're not the first one and you won't be the last one. And that made me feel a little better. But I was still afraid to go home because I thought that may be a setup. (laughs) But later that day, I called my mom and I said, what are y'all doing? And she said, talking about my grandson. And knowing that all my other sisters and brothers had girls, I said, what grandson? She said, the one that you're going to have. And bam, Jay Brooks came into being. I felt good after that. Knew that everything was going to be all right. So so tell, tell me about my birthday, like that day, December 22nd. Tell me, tell me how that day went. I woke up that morning, didn't feel well. My two older sisters were there. I said, man, I don't feel good. Uh, and... It was the due date that the doctors had gave me, and they said, oh, you probably about to have that baby today. I'm like, man. So I called uh, your father, and it took him two hours to get eight miles. That sounds accurate. That, that sounds accurate. That's, that's about accurate. And uh, went to, to had to go to Huntsville to have the baby uh, to give birth to you. Stayed in labor all day <laughs> long, part of the night. Uh so when I finally gave birth, I was so tired. Uh, they showed you to me. I went to sleep. The next morning I get up, and there are two little black babies in the nursery. Didn't know which one was mine. <laughs> so I picked the one with the hair. That wasn't my baby. <laughs> so they said, that one's yours, the guy that has no hair. And I'm like, okay, he cute too. So the, the, you were mine. And so, and then... Roughly four years later, you had your second child. Yeah, that was a that was something I had to have. That one without no medicine. Oh, really? Yes, that may be why she's a hellion. <laughs> How did it end up where you couldn't have any medicine? Did you wait too late, or? Yeah, the doctors in Conroe and the nurses they 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 stuck me out. They changed shifts on me. Oh. And uh, so I end up having to have your sister natural. It was all good. Then I decided that was it. <laughs> Two and done, huh? Two and done. Now, the majority of the time growing up, 
you you were you were you were it. You were mom. You were dad. You you were everything that we had. So what what kind of trials did you have to go through being a single parent to two kids? Well, um, like most single mothers, uh, we want what's best for our kids. We want our kids to have more than we did as we were growing up, and as most moms do, we go without. We try to make sure that our kids are fed or clothed. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, my mom had five of us, and she did she did a good job. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, in the 60s, early 70s, uh, I got three pair of pants and three shirts. I got one pair of shoes, and you wore those clothes every other day. You know, you wear one outfit twice a week uh, for having two pair of shoes and that wasn't that wasn't heard of uh, so I always uh, tried to make sure that my kids were dressed properly didn't want them to be made fun of uh, at school anything so I went without so it, it was I wouldn't even call it a sacrifice I'd say that's just what mothers are supposed to do mm-hmm. and and you not only were you a single mother to two kids you also are a career woman you you've been working since what fourteen? <laughs> you've been been working your whole life, basically. Well, actually, I started working when I was ten. Oh, look at you! Look at you! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. My cousin Kay, Eunice Kay, uh, rest in peace, cuz um, she worked at Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. and she had a, a daughter. Uh, we called her Dee Dee, and uh, when she would go to work at Pizza Hut, uh, I would keep Dee Dee for her. And she would pay me in tips. So at 10, I had my first job. And at 12, I worked at uh, the snow cone place for a guy named Mr. Rick. Paid me $3 an hour, and you can eat all the snow cones you wanted. That's a win. So uh, did that for a couple of years until I was old enough to get on the school uh, work programs during the summer. And, uh, you know, they paid you minimum wage. Uh, One year I worked at the Department of uh, Human Resources. So I always thought I wanted to be a social worker. And then the next year I worked at the school. Uh, and no, I didn't want to do that again. <laughs> but, uh, and then after that, I, I've just always worked. And at times I've had two jobs. I, I remember one, one year that you took that second job at Walmart so that we'd have Christmas. I'll never forget that in my whole life. Yeah, that was a booger. It was tire, uh, tiresome. And then that one day I was so tired, I, I couldn't even get up and, and cook nothing. And you came to my room and you said, Mama, me and Brittany got enough for Christmas. Don't go back to Walmart. And and that almost broke my heart just to care that you had for me at that young age. And I called Walmart and told them, I see y'all ain't coming back. Not to work anyway. <laughs> Maybe for some groceries, but, but not yeah, to work. Yeah, def- definitely. And I, I do remember that although you were working, you made almost every single sporting event every basketball game i remember Brittany going to cheerleading competitions and and you were at every single one how did you pull that off well working for the state uh, i was fortunate enough to end up at the trustee camp as a lieutenant and i stayed there as a lieutenant for 10 years so i wouldn't disrupt y'all and would be able to um you know make it to all the sporting events and there were times when your sister was in junior high and you were in high school, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then on tournament times, it'd be Saturdays, we were never at home. So Wednesdays, we, we may have eaten at home. The rest of the <laughs> other four days, it was McDonald's and, you know, 
fried chicken out, but I wouldn't trade those days for anything. I always, I always tell people whenever I, I talk about playing high school basketball and everything, and, and granted, I, I wasn't the best high school basketball player. I was way smarter than I was an athlete, but hey, I was good. I was decent. I was decent. I'd always tell people that I could always recognize when my mom is yelling at me because she waited for everybody to get quiet, and then all you could hear is, bend your knees, Jay. I remember always hearing that. And then I'd still miss the free throw. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sucked at free throws. You, you wasn't as bad as Dwight Howard, but you wasn't as, you, you wasn't as good as Yao Ming either. So. Uh, I, I, I was probably in the low 70s. Well, well you know 70s. what? If I didn't wait till everybody get quiet, you wouldn't be able to hear me. This is very true. And yeah. it, and everybody on the team. Yeah, that's Jay's mom. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. But they all love me, too. They did, because you, you coached us all. You coached us all. At, at the end of the game, when we're leaving. You Well, well, Terrence, you should have did this. And Weston, you should have did this. And Colton, if you don't stop doing this. So, I mean, you, you, you were the, the second coach. And I remember you coming into the gym after work, just passing by, because a lot of people don't know this, but you actually went to state. I did as a senior. Livingston High School girls, uh, 1985, we went to the state tournament. Uh, although we lost the first round of Sweetwater, it was still one of the best experiences. Uh, but it, it goes to show you how small town schools were before we, uh, maybe they hyped us up too much, treated us too well. When we went to Austin a couple of days before the tournament, we ate well, uh, steak, <laughs> uh, whatever we wanted. Uh, the principal at the time was Judson Pritchard. He had a bank bag full of money. After we lost, they wouldn't even let us go to the restaurant. They went to Taco Bell <laughs> and got us some tacos. That's how bad it was after we lost. But that was uh, one of the best experiences in high school. See, I, I went to high school. Uh, when, I mean, I, of course I went to high school. But I went to state, and it was it was more for an academic reason um, rather than an athletic reason. Now, I remember you going to state um, with me at, at that time. And it was, what, how many years in between? Tw what, 21 years in between us going to, both going to state? It was quite a while. Because mm -hmm. what you went 85, I was... 2006 when I went? Yeah. Yeah, so we, what I'm trying to say is we got some talent over here. Absolutely, absolutely. By, by the way, we got we got some talent over here. Um, mom, mom was a hooper. I was, I was I was academic. Brittany can cook now. So, hey, we, we got talent running through these veins over here. Yeah, we just waiting to see what Peyton going to do. Uh, besides be bad. Uh, yeah, or <laughs> thug of some sort. I don't know. Um, I didn't want to take keep you too long, but I wanted to see if you had – we do something called words of advice towards the end of every episode. And I wanted to see if you had any words of advice for any moms out there who are single moms and career women and, and how, because in my eyes, you did a wonderful job. You raised two great children. You got this granddaughter that's just kind of, she's, she's doing her own thing. But you have any words of advice on, on, on how, how, how you did it? Uh, you know, things are a lot different here in the 21st century than they were when I was raising my kids in the late 80s, early 90s. But uh, for young mothers uh, trying to raise a family, you put those kids first. Uh, you make sure you keep God in your life and keep God in their life. Um, you, uh, uh, you take them to Sunday school. You make them sing in the choir. You remember that? Oh, I hated singing in the choir. Oh, I hated Sunday school. I'd be in church from nine to three. Well, and, you know, and I wasn't getting paid. Well, you, well, you, you are getting paid because God is your 
salvation. So I see what you did there. I see what you did. There. Uh, you know, you uh, you try to instill that in your children at a young age, uh, and you try to teach them things that if for some reason you're not around, they can make it without having to depend on somebody that's, that doesn't have their best interests at heart. Um, so for you extremely young mothers, uh, if your weave is $300 and your kids uh, <laughs> don't have no shoes, knock out the weave. Knock out the weave, get your kids some shoes. Uh, put them kids first uh, because they do grow up and uh, they'll take care of you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of the No Boundaries Podcast. Mom, thanks for coming out. No problem. Invite me back again. Absolutely. When when you hear some of the topics from the other episodes, you may not want to show up. Ah, <laughs> man. Thank you for listening.